so you think you've got what it takes to join the Alliance. Can you say the same thing when you're pitted against the Emperor's legions of stormtroopers, led by his Sith enforcer Darth Vader? Mind you, this is the Empire that wiped out the Jedi Order and took over the Republic in a near-perfect coup. The course you will take is a dangerous one, and we are vastly outnumbered. We need beings of courage, intelligence, and strength of will. Commanders Michael Cohen and Matthew Franke are waiting to debrief you. As veterans of the Clone Wars, they are some of the best. They even survived the Jedi Purge. You are fighting for freedom and hope now. So go on, get moving. Oh, and Rookie. Welcome to the Rebellion. Hello, and welcome back to the Rebels Podcast. This is our fifth episode for the episode Breaking Ranks. I am one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. With me, as always, my faithful co-pilot, Matt the Crankster Cranky. Yo, what's happening, my friend? Hey, we've got a good episode to talk about. Solid episode of the Rebels coming up and, yeah. uh, you know, help to build a little more of that those plot lines that are coming. Some questions, more questions and a couple answers, but uh, looking forward to getting into this uh, episode. We're going to break some ranks today, Michael, yep. break some ranks. Uh, but... Before we do that, of course, just a couple quick things in the news before we start. A small rebel force has penetrated the shield. You are part of the Rebel Alliance and a traitor. Several transmissions were beamed to the ship by rebel spies. Rebel base in range. You rebel scum. What's going on in the world of Rebels news? Well, not a lot, but we had talked, Mike, about how this show is is just so. You know, it's funny, it's bizarre as far as how they mm-hmm. release these things, right? And I've listened to quite a few other podcasts that talk about Rebels, and it seems like a common a common question that comes out of these is just how how they're they're delivering this content to us, whether it's, you know, through the website, Apple TV, watching it on TV, and everybody's yeah. got the same questions we do, right? And then we also asked a while back, like, hey, how is this going to fare on ABC when this thing is on prime time, right, and going against some major stuff and, and putting that little Vader scene in there just to tempt everybody back? And sure enough, uh, it got, according to this, uh, over a couple of days ago, this, this news from, I think it's... Uh, one of the TV sites, TV Guide or something yeah. like that. But it said 2.54 million viewers for the re... That's, we're not talking about a new episode, Mike. We're talking about a, a repeat, Spark of Rebellion, that we've all seen already. Any Star Wars fan has seen this already, right? Of course, they added the main scene in the beginning with Darth Vader, which pulled me in, of course. And then after I saw that, I was like, okay, I'm done. But mm-hmm. still, you know, 2.5 million viewers. And let's not forget, like... This thing went against, Mike, it went against, at least in America, this is some big stuff, right, in the States right here. It went against NFL football at 7 o'clock and a World Series game, Game 5 of the World 
series. So two major, I mean, football in, in the United States is just, I mean, everybody drops everything for football, right? Yeah. And, uh, and in the World Series, I mean, to, the, to go against those two things that got 30-plus million viewers between the both of them, and for this thing, a repeat to still get 2.5 million viewers, uh, I think it's, it's like, hey, this thing, like we thought, we've talked about this before, Mike, this thing's in, it's, it's fine. There's going to be no problem with this thing garnering viewership. And, and it's crazy to think that they're doing this, putting it out on, on the Internet for everybody to see first without even putting it on network TV first. It's just crazy how they're doing that. And they don't, it's like, ah, they don't care. We don't care. We know Star Wars is going to be fine. You know, it's going to get plenty of viewers. So they're just rolling it out. They don't even care, Mike. So I don't know. Any, any, any surprise to you that this thing did as well as it did for being a repeat? Um, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not that surprised. Uh, I, I think, I think what you're seeing there is a, a, a big difference in the type of people that are going to watch Star Wars Rebels mm-hmm. and are going to watch anything else that was on at that time, which was basically sports, right? Right. Um, I think I, I, I think you're also just seeing, I, I, ratings are a weird thing, right? Because it's based on you know Nielsen ratings, right. which means right. boxes in people's houses, right. uh, random sort of uh, assortment of people who are choosing to watch different things. It's not a real representation of of like actual viewership. So mm-hmm. um, the I I would imagine that the number is actually probably higher than higher. that in right. reality. Yeah, because um, it's sort of like an extrapolation. They take it based on a sample size and then they go well this is how many people were watching tv how many people have cable whatever mm-hmm. um they have all their calculations and whatever it's kind of an antiquated way of doing it but it is yeah, yeah. uh which is why i think we're seeing right now and why we're seeing all these weird things happening with how rebels is airing um but I, it's a very positive thing to see that that with with all of the the competition that it had in sports and uh, and the kind of numbers that they had for what is basically a kids show, right? A kids yeah, TV yeah. special at seven o'clock um, to 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 get that many viewers. I think I think that's pretty solid. I think that's good. I I'd really like to see them continue uh, to to air Rebels in that time slot at at seven seven thirty. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of like play last week's episode and this week's episode back to back and uh, and right going right into Once Upon a Time. I think that, that that would actually be a better place for it than on Disney XD. Um, and I think you're, that they would they would actually find uh, more viewers and, uh, and and better viewership that way. But you know Disney has its reasons. They're they're really trying to like this is why they bought Star Wars, right? The whole point of buying Star Wars so that was so that they could put it on Disney XD and and get kids watching that channel, mm-hmm. um, so that they then watch their other properties and and get excited about everything else that Disney XD is doing and that Disney is doing, right? So right. they've got people watching watching ABC. I'd be curious to know what was on the week before in that time slot and what its ratings were and then similarly the week after, right? To see if it's about the same or if it's if it's different, right? Um, right. That's that's really the key, is it? Like are these just the same casual viewers who always have ABC on cuz that's the the sort of their home network, right? Cuz um here uh personally like uh, for the local news 
I keep all of the TVs in the house because you know, we rarely watch live TV, right? But uh, if I am, it's usually the news. And so we have them all all tuned to our local uh, global station, which is like a sort of uh, like it's a Canadian network that they have local affiliates, right? So I, I think that a lot of people just keep their TV on on ABC or on NBC or Fox or CBS or whatever just as like a default. So, you know, if they're doing something and the TV's on, it's just that's whatever is on, right? Um, so I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm curious uh, to see, you know, comparing the numbers and also to see what the numbers were on Disney XD this week following that or or even the monday right after right uh, so last week's episode mm-hmm. um uh fall like immediately following that airing on on abc and see what kind of an impact it really had um i'm sure that that's also what disney uh is looking at as well yeah. what disney and lucasfilm are concerned with is like did this work did this get us more more viewers is this a way to get people over to those other channels should we do this again in the future right so yeah it's just yeah i just it just kind of amazes me that and you and you said it too the, the nielsen thing is just seems so antiquated and i don't watch anything live anymore i, I don't i yeah. just you know everything's dvr i can get through commercials and and it's just I, i've just i've gone away from watching anything live just because i the time is so precious now. You just and and I watch so many things. I mean, all the great shows that are on right now. It's just, you got to be able to get through a show and get to the next one. So I don't watch anything live. So I don't even know how Nielsen works with that. But yeah. in any event, uh, it's it is cool to see that that it, it did as well as it did. You mentioned um, just before we started that we're going to be talking about Zara Leonis in this particular episode, uh, Breaking Ranks. And to my surprise, you had mentioned that there's a expanded book series coming out, right? Yeah, I it, it's just on the on the StarWars.com uh, Breaking Ranks trivia gallery that one of the entries is that there's a uh, that there's a book series. Uh, it's uh, called Star Wars Rebels: Servants of the Empire. Uh, the first book is Edge of the Galaxy. And it features Zare and his sister Dara before her mm. disappearance. Okay. So it's actually a prequel to this episode. To this episode, yeah, yeah. And uh, and I'm not I'm gonna I'm gonna take a look for it because it looks like it is probably I think it's like a young, you know, like a, a, a probably like a, a, a sort of young reader oh young reader thing yeah gotcha. type of book. So it's probably only you know so many pages i'm even gonna look it up while we're kind of talking about it and uh it probably wouldn't actually take that long to read so right um if it's anything like the books that my wife crystal reads uh she she really she's a big fan of the of tinkerbell mm-hmm. so i uh, she reads the the sort of like the junior novels that they do mm-hmm. in that series and uh if it's anything like that which i think it is then it shouldn't take long to read no, no, right, right. Interesting though. I had no idea, and to, I mean, that's a big part of the the episode that we'll talk about. Yeah, is him and his sister. So, yeah. Well, I was gonna book say book out there I, for you guys to read. I was gonna say in the episode, I think, yeah. So the book is about seven bucks, which puts it right in that same 
it's paperback seven dollars right in that mm-hmm. same area as those tinkerbell books i'm <clears throat> i'm betting that it's uh let me see if it, amazon gives a page count uh, 176 pages probably very large print okay um, i'm gonna take a look at my local bookstore and see if i can't get a copy of this and uh and maybe we'll uh we'll we'll give a little report on uh on zare and his story because i was gonna say i i felt like this is uh, a story that was gonna come back this is not oh yeah yeah this isn't the end of these characters right Mm -hmm. that we're gonna actually see right quite a bit of them so right um i'm i'm very interested to see where it's gonna go yeah let's uh but not get too much into that because there's lots to talk about in the episode. Yeah, so you want to just get into it right now? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. Jedi Master Luminata and Julia has been in prison somewhere in the Stygian system. We can't pass this up. Use the Force! Ezra, your formal Jedi training starts tomorrow. I am the Inquisitor. Chopper, get us out of here! This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. Have no fear. Help is on the way. There's a lot more at stake than you realize. Well, kid, you pulled it off. Was there ever any doubt? Yes. All right, let's get into breaking ranks. Uh, Ezra goes undercover as a stormtrooper cadet at the Imperial Academy on Lothal. Using the name Dev Morgan as an alias, Ezra joins a squad with seven other teenage trainees. Under the supervision of uh, Commandant Oresco and Taskmaster Grint, the recruits undergo a series of training exercises. Ezra continually stands out as one of the best in his class, which earns him access into Imperial headquarters. Ezra's true mission is to steal a decoder device that can be read... uh, can be read encrypted hyperspace coordinates so so we're talking about mike uh, uh, some time has passed so this 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 series is even though it's staying in a continuity as far as i can tell continuity based it's jumping some time and and i don't really know how much time It, it never really at least i didn't it's hard to tell i didn't get any clues in the episode and how long it's been yeah, but it's been enough for for Ezra to to gain access into this program and to start training as a stormtrooper. So that was interesting how they're how they're kind of jumping around and uh, they're they're put through this assessment, and I was immediately reminded of especially the beginning part, the box episode from the Clone Wars, and uh, you know the one with. Um, uh, Cad Bane and Ray Cohardian and all that, where they have to get out. Yeah. Immediately thought of that, and I didn't. Even, and sure enough, I mean, I guess as part of the uh, extra scenes that came out or the extra content that came out yesterday, um, I guess they did talk about this was kind of inspired by that box episode. So, uh, I so I love that. I love the the first part of this and how Ezra's using kind of he, he's kind of got to use the force to uh, a, a little bit. You know, he's he's thinking he's got that spider sense going on to where he can he knows when boxes are going to yeah. come out so he can jump on. So, nice little intro. What do you think, Mike? Yeah, it's uh, it, it is interesting that we're kind of dropped into the middle. Yeah, right. Of right. this adventure, it's already happening, and uh, and we're just kind of we just got to kind of 
catch up with everybody mm-hmm. and uh and and i it's it's going to be interesting to see moving forward if this is going to be a regular thing mm-hmm. if if we're going to uh skip time uh here and there and just kind of catch up with these guys mm-hmm. you know for the important stuff uh one thing that i think is really interesting is that it leaves a lot of extra space for them to tell other stories uh, through other other mediums, right? So whether it's it's like, like the book you, you said, mentioned, the, the yeah. junior novels, right. or it's yeah. uh, full novels like like uh, uh, a new dawn, uh, or or you know maybe even video games in the future, stuff like that. Um, so I, I just think that it's interesting that they that they are actually taking these sort of breaks in the story. Um, and and uh, and not necessarily showing us everything that happens to these characters. It it is a continuing story, but it isn't every single second of their lives since they met. So mm-hmm. um, when they say, when, like when we say that it's a short season, sixteen episodes, um, that doesn't mean that they can't cover a lot of ground, right? Because we're actually sort of uh, uh, Ezra is very clearly in this episode further along on his Jedi training. Mm-hmm. Um, he's got some control now right Right, so it's uh it's it's i i appreciate it because i think that it means that we can sort of speed through some of the stuff that we've already seen we don't have to to tread ground on jedi training which we already kind of know right but we will be dropped in for the important parts of the stories well like you said uh you know like as far as the the ability is is kind of ramped up a little bit even his classmates like I mentioned yeah. earlier, you know, they even say, you know, wow, you know, how do, it's like, you know, the platforms are coming before they're there. And even the uh, the commandant, Oresco, he's, you know, he makes, and this is some of the clues that they give you as this episode goes along. He says, uh, he says something like, you know, make a note of, of what he's doing. And, and you're like, okay, yeah. make a note is that he's just good. And then we find out later on, oh, okay, that's why he's making notes. So, um, yeah, I definitely love how they started this off. Definitely, definitely reminded me of uh, the box episode so yeah uh go ahead mike want to continue sure uh chopper painted black and disguised as an imperial droid keeps an eye on ezra from inside the base zeb and sabine lurk in the shadows outside waiting to extract ezra as soon as he has completed his mission Hera and kanan keep the ghost in orbit above lothal waiting for coordinates so they can intercept an imperial convoy shipping a powerful kyber crystal Inside the base, Ezra sneaks into Agent Callus's office and removes the encoder from a counter. Sorry, from computer terminal. Zare Leonis, another cadet from Ezra's squad, enters the room and catches him red-handed. However, rather than turn Ezra in, Zare warns him that the decoder will set off a sensor above the door and trigger a lockdown in the base. Ezra is forced to leave the decoder behind and come up with a new plan. In the barracks, Zare reveals to Ezra that he only signed up for the Empire in order to find his older sister, who was a promising cadet before she mysteriously disappeared. Ezra tells Zare about the decoder and his friends waiting to stop the shipment, and Zare agrees to help him strike a blow against the Empire. What do you need that decoder for? My friends need it to stop an Imperial shipment. How'd you know about the sensors? From my sister, Dara. 
She was the star cadet in this place. She knew the entire Imperial complex backwards and forwards. What happened to her? Well, they told us she ran off, but I don't believe it. What were you doing breaking into Callus's office? That's a great way to get shot. Long story, but I need that decoder. And I could use a partner who knows his way around. What's in it for me? Do you really need a reason to mess with the Empire? No, I don't. Good. We have to finish in the top three tomorrow if we're gonna get back inside Imperial HQ. Then let's do it. I'm Zare, by the way. Zare Leonis. And you're Dev, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's me. So, Mike, here's, here's the thing. And, well, first of all, uh, Zare Leonis... He's he's got this. We talked about it already about his sister. A very, very mm -hmm. important part of the story, I think. And like you said, we're gonna get more about this because at the end, it just feels like man, we're missing something. Like, are you ready for the next? Oh, wait, wait, can't stop there. I mean, there's so much more to to go through. Yeah. But I'm gonna. I wish I could take credit for this. I read this earlier today, and it just makes total sense. Um, and I'm gonna throw it out there. This is kind of a spoilerish type of thing. But I don't have no proof, so so take it as you will. But hold up, hold up, because I haven't read anything. But I think I know where you're you know going. Where I'm going with this. Is this going to be connected to episode seven in some way? Yes. Okay, go ahead, continue. So I'm thinking that, and it makes total sense that Zer Leonis is yeah. is John Boyega's character. You know what I mean? Because okay. we've had we've heard rumors that Boyega's character is a stormtrooper or was yeah. a stormtrooper. And now you get yeah. this episode, and he's talking about this, and he only joined the Empire because he's trying to figure out what the hell happened to his sister. I don't know, man. It, it's just, oh, it's almost too coincidental not to make sense. I'm just throwing it out there. It, it makes it makes perfect sense to me. I don't know. What, what do you think? And then there's a book series. And then the book, the kid. yeah. And his sister is like, man. Uh, so well, so you you even kind of knew where I was going before I said it. So. Uh, yeah, I, hmm. I don't know, though, because, like, if you look at the timelines, John Boyega's not, not that old, right? Like, he's in his 20s, mm -hmm. um, uh, early 20s at that, and, uh, and we're talking about 30 years after, after Return of the Jedi. Return of the Jedi is how many years after right. A New Hope, and this is five years before that. Mm -hmm. Right, so if we kind of do that math, unless John Boyega is playing a much older, older that's character, the only way it would work. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because he'd have to be playing somebody in basically their thirties, right? Mm -hmm. um, but that doesn't mean that there might not still be connections. Um, an actor that I think might be a little bit more along the lines, uh, maybe his older sister Dara, mm -hmm. possibly being. Lupita Nyong'o's character. Okay, yeah, that's I where that. I was going with it. I think. So okay. I think we were both kind of on the same track. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, because because uh, we have heard a lot of rumors that that characters in Rebels may have connections to characters in Episode Seven, mm -hmm. and we're we're sort of expecting to find that out at some point. Right. Um, we haven't yet because we don't know anything about Episode Seven, but. That would be an interesting possibility. Yeah, no, it's so. it's it's an intriguing thing, and it's like, well, okay, I just just some of the connections that we've heard about. Yeah, about Boyega's character, but you know, as far as the episode, uh, that kind of stuck out to me.
But then also you got some other things going on here. You know, Chopper has a new paint scheme. He's like undercover during this this little op yeah. that they're doing. And uh, even Kanan and Hera, as they're they're kind of discussing this op, and clearly Kanan is is worried about uh, he's worried about um, Ezra. You know, he's he's finally yeah he's he's got that connection to him now, and he's like a. I guess you can say he's kind of like a son to him. Um, I was going to say like big brother, but he's also got the like the father type figure to him as well. So, uh, and this this is one of those episodes where it has these intercut scenes that are going back and forth. Classic, classic Star Wars stuff, especially towards the end as as the battle goes on. So, um, I'll continue, Mike. The next day, the squad faces a new test in which they must climb out of a pit by shooting small targets that release floating platforms. Ezra and Zara fin- uh, need to finish in the top three in order to gain access to Imperial HQ and steal the decoder. Ezra makes it to the top of the pit first, but he is forced to sabotage Jai Kel, another talented recruit and a friendly rival of his, so that Zara can finish in the top three. Commandant Oresco tells the cadets that they will face one final trial the following day and that the winners will get to train inside an ATDP walker. Mike, we want to uh, continue with the next one, and then we'll f- discuss yeah, that. Sure. Yeah, sure. Uh, inside Imperial HQ, Ezra climbs into the ventilation ducts and positions himself in the ceiling above Callus's office. Zare provides a dis- diversion by coming to the door and asking the agent to sign for a phony delivery of pod racer parts. With Callus distracted, Ezra uses the force to remove the decoder from the computer and levitate it up to him. Callus dismisses Zare and returns to his work. As Ezra crawls back through the ducts, he overhears Oresco reporting to the Inquisitor, saying that Dev Morgan and Jai Kel have met special criteria. The Inquisitor plans to come to Lothal in person the following day and take the boys into custody. I believe we've identified two cadets, Morgan and Kel, that meet your special criteria, Inquisitor. Excellent, Commandant. Tomorrow I will arrive on Lothal to test them myself. If the tests are conclusive, I will take them into custody. So this is a very interesting turn of events, Mike, and and here it is, like, the Inquisitor has, like, his own special set of instructions and probably from the Emperor and Vader on, on what he's supposed to do Oh, above and beyond mm-hmm. what Callus is doing, and this is crazy because you can—he's either doing two things: either he is—he is searching out and, and trying to find force-sensitive kids that are still out there and either get rid of them, or he's doing this to try to turn them. And but but again, I don't know. Would he? Would you really want to turn anybody to, you know, maybe the dark side because then that's just more infighting between dark jedi and sith and all that so so i don't know what do you think he's doing you think he's doing this to lure obviously he's making these tests because he's trying to find force sensitive kids but what is the end game here do you have a theory on that yet well okay so my my immediate reaction was that he is taking them to train them Mm -hmm. right to to train dark jedi Mm -hmm. um now uh, Dave Filoni has talked about this a little bit because, uh, or maybe it was maybe it was Pablo Hidalgo um, in one of the Rebels recons, I think, 
about how the Inquisitor, uh, people, some people are saying like, well, how can the Inquisitor be out there? There's only supposed to be two Sith. And there, but there are only two Sith. Right. There's Darth Vader and there's the Emperor, right? And there's Darth Sidious. They are the only two Sith that are out there. That doesn't mean that they don't have enforcers, right? That they don't have sort of these dark Jedi hanging around doing things that I uh, that that could be force users but that are not privy to the secrets of the Sith, right? Like uh, Vader and, and Palpatine have a very clear edge. <clears throat> and I would even say that, that Vader doesn't have all of the knowledge that Palpatine has. Palpatine holds on to a lot of that knowledge himself, mm, right? right. Um, I mean, we, we never see Vader use any Force Lightning. No. Um, and uh, some people will say, well, it's because he's a robot and is power is diminished or whatever but i like to think that that is that's high level that requires a certain kind of um a certain way of thinking mm-hmm. and uh and vader never really got there right. uh, uh dooku was there right because he was much more yoda's pupil than than uh than obi-wan's pupil right like like uh, uh, not to say that that uh, he was ever Obi-Wan's, but you know what I mean? Like that sort of school of thought where mm-hmm. <clears throat> Obi-Wan, I think it was much more, uh, pragmatic and, uh, and, and sort of a realist and more of like the actual action sort of thing. Uh, whereas, uh, and that, that extends back to, I think Qui-Gon, uh, whereas Dooku and, and Yoda are much more, uh, about, you know sort of the thoughtfulness like for yoda it's contemplation for dooku it's uh manipulation Mm -hmm. right he's he's about mind games so i think i think that that when you start to break down the sith hierarchy and where different different sith are on that level i think you can start to see that that well there are sith up here and then obviously there's the inquisitor who has some ability he has some force ability we've seen that um no, I don't think he has as much as Kanan. I think I think when he's confronted with Kanan's ability to use the Force, I uh, obviously Kanan grabs him and slams him into the ceiling, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I you couldn't do that to Vader. <laughs> you couldn't do that to the Emperor, right? It, it, it would be very very difficult. Um, you'd have to be incredibly powerful. But for Kanan to be able to do that to the to the Inquisitor, I think shows. That Kanan is a Jedi, mm-hmm. or at least was on his way to being a Jedi. Uh, the Inquisitor is is a is a Force sensitive, uh, dark side warrior, right? And uh, and and the Empire might have use for more of his kind. And there might be a project that we don't know about yet, right? Like some sort of maybe like a, a Dark Troopers esque mm-hmm. project. Um, Star Wars video games are riddled with Force empowered stormtroopers right like that's kind of a a common theme and um skip ahead a couple of seconds if you don't want any episode seven spoilers okay hopefully you've skipped uh but one of the big rumors is that there are different groups of stormtroopers and some of them are jedi Mm -hmm. stormtroopers they're jedi troopers right so so i mean like i think i think your earlier 
your earlier uh, uh, sort of guesses about Zare and his his eventual place, mm-hmm. they might not be that far off. I mean, who who knows, right? Because right? right. because uh, we don't really talk about lifespans in the Star Wars galaxy and how long a, a human being right. lives. And, right. You know, it might not necessarily match up, and and it might also be more complicated than that. Right. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, there could be all sorts of reasons why certain characters would still be around uh, and uh, still fairly young looking <laughs> at that point in time, yeah. right? So, right. I think another big thing too in this in this scene was, uh, you know, Zared Leonis talks about uh, like we talked about earlier his sister, and and like you said, maybe that's this Lupita Nyong'o's character because maybe the the Inquisitor took her because she was strong in the forest and he's, yeah. he's got something to do with her and, and we might find out uh, hopefully in this maybe we'll find out in the series who knows uh, we'll continue here Chopper brings the decoder to Zeb and Sabine outside the base along with a recorded message from Ezra explaining that he has decided to stay behind to help Jai escape the Inquisitor's clutches Hera and Kanan receive the decoded coordinates and jump into hyperspace that night Ezra and Zare wake Jai and explain to him what they know but Jai is skeptical. Zare makes him realize that he'll never see his mother again if he gets taken by the Inquisitor. And Jai finally agrees to help them break out of the Academy. Ezra plan, Ezra's plan requires the three of them to win their final challenge the following day, giving them access to the Imperial Walker. Go ahead. Uh, sorry, page break. Uh, the next day, the cadets face their final trial, an obstacle course similar to the one from the day before. J- Jai and Zare finish in the top three, but Ezra misses the cut because of a sabotage attempt from another cadet named Oleg. Jai, Zare, and Oleg are rewarded with access to the walker, and Ezra tells his allies to continue with the plan while he figures out what to do next. The ghost emerges from hyperspace in range of three Imperial cargo ships. Kanan is able to sense which one contains the Force-sensitive Kyber crystal. He pilots the Phantom toward the convoy and engages the squadron of TIE fighters escorting the freighters. With the TIE pilots distracted, Hera makes a beeline for the ship that holds the crystal. So, one thing that I I, I thought that this was a little bit weird, Mm -hmm. when they said Kyber crystal, I was not expecting it to be a huge huge... Kyber crystal. (laughs) I thought right. I thought that what where this was going was that they were going to retrieve these. I I thought that maybe it was a shipment of kyber crystals, right? right. Uh, maybe from Ilum or something like that, and that they were going to re- uh, uh, intercept them and hold on to them, and that that would be this first step of Ezra building his lightsaber, okay, okay. right? Because he's going to have to find a crystal somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, but instead, it was a huge kyber crystal. Did we ever see it in the episode? Um, no, but I mean, just as far as it, it blew up and you could see the green, yeah. uh, mist or whatever. So, yeah. so there is, I, I, on the, the, um, the trivia guide on the website, mm-hmm. there's concept art of the Kyber crystal and how big it is. Yeah. And I believe it's taken from, from the, the crystal crisis on Utapau arc that, that never came out. Right. The one that we got those animatics. Oh from. yeah. I, yeah. I still haven't watched them. Um, I just haven't gotten around to it. But I, it shows that the Kyber Crystal is huge. Mm-hmm. So 
I rather than what I thought it was, which was a, a sort of a a step towards Ezra building his lightsaber. Much more importantly, this is obviously a crystal that would have been used in the the laser right. of the Death Star. Yeah, yeah. Right. That's it's 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 pretty clear what that's for. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm I'm beginning to think that these rebels are on the trail of Death Star? basically the Death Star mm-hmm. and, and, and the manufacturer of the Death Star mm-hmm. and where we might eventually see these characters, maybe perhaps one of the last stories that we see them engaged in would be actually recovering the secret plans yeah. mm-hmm. that then get passed on to Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think I think that's what our eventual end point for these characters is not to say that like oh and then they all died um they're not bothans after mm-hmm. all but i <laughs> yeah but they that that's where we're gonna see sort of the show head um is is gonna it's gonna put them on the on the uh the trail of the death star uh eventually leading to them securing the secret plans and, and passing them off to the rest of the rebels then connecting them into into the films mm-hmm. um so so I don't know. We'll 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 have to wait and see if that that plays out. But this is an obvious connection to that. Yeah, I think so. I think you're right too. That's a great point you made about how this might end up because we've already seen that this crew has made <laughs> contact with Organa. Yeah. And I, I I have no doubt that they're gonna keep. You know, we might see this again sometime where they keep making contact with Organa, and then like you said, maybe this it all ends up with them delivering the plans or something like that but you're right also about the kyber thing at first i was a little confused because i'm thinking i'm just thinking kyber crystals you know they're smaller for lightsabers so I'm like oh, okay whatever they're getting a shipment um and then to find out that it is you're right it's like the size of like four men standing you know head all the way up you know what i mean i mean it's huge it's a giant thing yeah. so uh and then so that kind of threw me a little bit, but but uh, it made sense now that after I read the the uh, behind the scenes or whatever, so it all kind of came together. So uh, let's continue yeah. here. Uh, let's see, inside the walkers—that's where we're at, right? Yeah, inside yeah. the walkers, uh, Zare and Jai manage to steal a blaster, stun the pilot and Oleg, and commandeer the vehicle. Meanwhile, Chomper plants an explosive on another ATDP outside the base. The blast topples the walker, and Oresco orders the base locked down. Zara and Jai head for the exit, destroying another walker in their path and damaging the hangar's massive blast door. The Imperial freighters bombard the ghosts with their laser turrets, forcing Hera to change course. The freighter containing the crystal tries to turn away and jump to light speed, but Hera circles back around just in time and blasts the ship with a ghost forward uh, ghosts forward cannons. Her attack damages the freighter and causes the powerful crystal on board to explode in a massive shockwave of crackling green energy. The blast disintegrates the other Imperial ships and Kanan barely manages to outrun the shockwave in the Phantom. He docks with the ghost in the nick of time and Hera jumps into hyperspace. So that's kind of what I was saying. This thing did a classic Star Wars thing. It was going back and forth. It was jumping to the action in the space battle. To yeah. what was going on with Zare and Giant and and the Walker scene, so it was, it was I thought that was kind of cool, a little callback to classic Star Wars, how they do that back and forth, and and you're right, I mean this this giant blast of 
kyber energy. I'm not sure what I, I'm. A, I, I'm guessing that it was going to blow up or eat up the uh, the ghost because they were trying to get away from it. But um, yeah, you could see one of the um, oh the tie fighters. One right? of the the tie yeah. fighters disintegrating. That was a great shot. Yeah, yeah. definitely yeah. a great shot. Um, <laughs> yeah. You want to finish it up, Mike, and we'll talk about this. Yeah, just just yeah, a comment. Yeah. I mean, I already in this series. I think we've gotten three different uh, space battles, right. which I think already for the first season per episode, like 16 episodes to 16 episodes of The Clone Wars, mm-hmm. already puts it at a higher space battle <laughs> uh, count yeah. than, than Clone Wars. Because Clone Wars, uh, as much as I love The Clone Wars, there was not enough starfighter combat in that show. Uh, with all of the awesome starfighters that we got from the early introduction of the the, the sort of proto Y wing and then the Z ninety fives, along with V nineteen Torrents and Arc one seventies, and yeah. like they had, uh, and we saw it in the last season, right? Uh, in 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 that one arc, uh, uh, in in the clone arc, uh, at the beginning of the season, uh, we saw sort of like like every episode featured like two or three different starfighters mm-hmm. right but we never really got that one episode where all of those starfighters were fighting at once which i mean the thing that i want more than anything is more of that return of the jedi mm-hmm. space battle feel right. right and uh we got we got a little bit of that sort of thing here more so still in that new hope empire strikes back um, uh, much smaller battle uh, sort of feel but still this is what I want right like that that's that's one thing that I think that the prequels and um, and and the Clone Wars really lacked on was was that proper starfighter combat as part of the story mm-hmm. right um, and and we get, we've already gotten so much of it in in rebels and and i think that we're just gonna get more right they've got they've still got that tie fighter stash (laughs) that's right yeah and uh something tells me it's gonna have a custom paint job courtesy of sabine Sabine, yeah the next time we see it right so yeah um it'll either be orange or purple or something really noticeably different from the rest of the tie fighters yeah um and i'm excited to see that definitely definitely uh, but here, let's uh, let's finish this episode all off. All right. Uh, Ezra climbs aboard the stolen walker, but Imperial forces manage to cripple the vehicle, leaving Ezra and his cohorts surrounded by stormtroopers. Just when it seems their plan has failed, Zeb and Sabine blast the troopers, and Zeb swings around in a landspeeder to pick up the cadets. Ezra and Jai climb aboard, but Zare decides to stay with the Empire to continue searching for his sister. The rebels escape, and Zare finds blaster shot fires blaster shots over their heads to maintain his cover as Oresco. Uh, sorry, as Oresco and Grint arrive inside Imperial HQ, Callus, Oresco, and Zare stand before the Inquisitor. The Inquisitor scold, scolds Oresco for losing the insurgents, and he recognizes Dev Morgan's face from his encounter with the Jedi on Stygian Prime. He takes Zare under his wing, intending to learn everything the boy knows about his traitorous comrades. The ghost returns to Lothal, and the crew reunites out on the plains. Hera promises to return Jai to his mother, 
and help them stay hidden from the Empire, and Kanan welcomes Ezra back to the team. Although part of Ezra enjoyed being on his own again, he is glad to be reunited with his crew. This is a black mark, Commandant. I do not know this boy, but this one I know. This is the Padawan I encountered on Stygian Prime. That is Morgan. The other was Kel. Cadet Zare Leonis here came very close to stopping the escape. He was part of the traitor's squad and knew them well, or thought so. How admirable. Well, Leonis, let's take a walk, shall we? I want to know everything about your former friends. Jai... We'll take you to your mother, but you'll both have to go into hiding. Yeah, from the Empire. No problem. We'll help with that, too. So how was it, kid? Forgot what it was like to be on my own. You miss it? No grumpy robots, no smelly lasats. It's good to be back. Huh. <laughs> At ease, cadet. Sir, yes, sir. So, Mike, you know, it's, um, like I said earlier, it was just like, I felt like we needed to go another, another five or ten minutes to find out what's going on with the Inquisitor, because he's starting to take uh, Zare and kind of question him, and I was like, I just felt like, oh man, I was, I just needed more, you know, I was like, it cut off like that, yeah. so definitely I think we're going to be back here again, we're going to be back uh, with the Inquisitor and back with uh, Zare in this I'm assuming maybe this season sometime just to find out what exactly is going on with the sister. But the more I hear this stuff and think about it and read it, I'm thinking, man, this really matches up with this Boyega character. I can just I can just see this coming out. Uh, only time will tell. Uh, 400 some days to go, but uh, we yeah. might find out. Jeez, man, it's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're we're approaching the one year yeah. mark, right? Yeah, so. and. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, I had, a, I had a good time with this episode. And uh, the very end here where you see Ezra has really finally um, kind of accepted his, his role. And, he's, and he was actually glad. He was, he was actually glad to be back with his, with his new family yeah. now. So a nice way to end it up. And uh, definitely we'll be seeing some more of these, these characters again, I think. So what did you think of this episode, Mike? Not, not like the, you know, not the greatest the thing. I mean, it wasn't as good as the last one, Rise of the Masters. But... Um, yeah, they're just steady, good episodes, right? It just hasn't been really a, a bad one yet. So, yeah, I think unlike unlike Clone Wars, it's going to be very difficult to pick out sort of favorite episodes mm -hmm. of this show because I don't think that it's about the episodes. I think we'll be more so talking about favorite seasons because the 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 story is continuous, mm -hmm. um, and uh, there might be favorite moments from within those seasons, but I don't think that you'll be able to say like. Well, that one episode was particularly good, mm -hmm. right? Um, it's kind of each piece, each episode is a piece of a puzzle, and we're we're kind of starting to see the big picture now with this episode, mm -hmm. um, and and with with Zare being introduced and and uh, the questions about what his fate is going to be. So. Um, I really enjoyed it. I'm with you where I was like, how come this was not a full hour uh, or maybe two? I, I, the only complaint that I have so far about any of, of Rebels is that uh, I, I, I just want more. Like, there's not mm -hmm. enough. 
it, it, this this half an hour a week thing is is unacceptable. <laughs> they really me. leave you uh, wanting more. Needs, yeah, yeah, yeah. So every week I'm kind of like, ah, when do I get my hands on the new mm-hmm. episode? Um, so yeah, I mean, like I I love it. As I said last week, I this this show is beating out Clone Wars for me. I mean, this it's very That's quickly quick becoming too. one of my yeah. favorite one of my favorite things in star wars um and and uh, i'm still waiting for my episode to focus on kanan uh he seems like he's a real background player at the moment and i want him to kind of come to the mm-hmm. forefront we know that's not coming up in the next one because the next one is going to be focused on on hera and yeah. sabine um which also good i mean like that that they're the other two characters that i want to know more mm-hmm. about um, but uh, we've gotten a lot of Ezra so far, a little bit of Zeb. Um, what I want is is that episode that's going to focus on Kanan and his backstory and his character. Uh, but I'm a little bit worried that maybe we're not going to get that because it's going to be in that comic. Mm, right? Yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah. Good stuff, though. Good stuff. Hey, you want to do? Do you have any emails? Yeah. Or you want to go with the Facebook stuff? Yeah, let's uh, let's check out these these comments. Okay, this is coming from the Rebels Podcast Facebook page, and if you are listening and you haven't joined, uh, go ahead and join up, man, and, and be a part of the uh, the conversation. We'd love to hear your your thoughts if you're not already a member. But uh, talking about this particular episode, Anthony Markham um, posted. He said he just watched it. The series just keeps better or keeps getting better and uh, more entertaining. Great pacing and kept me engaged throughout. Spoiler free grade was an A. Love the reference to the recent online Clone Wars episodes. And you had mentioned this, Mike, that uh, uh, this one part of the episode was a callback to the stuff that we, the, the animatic stuff we got from the Clone Wars earlier. Um, like you yeah. said, I haven't even got a chance to really sit down and watch the darn thing either. But I, we talked about it. We know what he's talking about. So um, I think it was about the, the Kyber stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh, that's from Anthony Markham's uh, Kane Krillick. He says, "Try not to watch bring, Breaking Ranks until next week, as I want to keep in sync with this podcast." Hey, cool stuff. Uh, Thought Rise of the Old Masters was the best episode to date. Love the character development. So I have the same sentiment, uh, Kane. If you haven't already listened to that particular episode, I in this very short season, I thought that was the standout so far, but. We got some more to go. We got quite a few, and then of course, uh, probably a season finale that's probably gonna gonna pull some pull some stuff out. So we'll see. Uh, oh yeah, for yeah. Sure. Uh, the last one, Mike, is from Jeffrey Fishbach. He says, "Hey guys, you asked on your last show about how we all watch the episodes. I do not get Disney XD, can't afford it, but I'm able to view them on demand. Weird. Hope they move it." to a b c so he has actually comcast cable and this is kind of weird that he doesn't get it on disney xd but he can get it on demand and i'm not sure yeah how the time frame is and how he gets it on demand is it the same time is it a week later but in any event he gets it he doesn't have to get disney xd he can get it through comcast on demand so now there's just so many ways to to get these episodes and it just depends on like how early do you want to see them like we can go watch uh, I can go watch the new one uh, that we're going to talk about in a second out of darkness I can go watch that right now on the on the Apple TV yeah. so I know you have to wait though right I mean unless you wanted to go other ways of getting episodes 
You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but you, you have to wait, yeah. right? If you didn't want. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, 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 it's a little bit odd, especially for the international markets. Um, I, because we do have to sort of find other avenues if we want to find, if we want to stay up to date with what everybody else is watching at the mm-hmm. moment. Um, it's not ideal. I will tell you that. Um, yeah. And uh, I, the thing that I'm really disappointed in is that uh, the iTunes episodes that I have access to, if I bought like the season pass for iTunes, <clears throat> they are even further yeah, that's crazy. behind, yeah, that is uh, which drives me nuts. I don't know what it's like for you guys there, but like, because we're airing them in Canada a week later, mm-hmm. right? Um, or almost a week later. It's six days later because we air it on Sundays. You guys air it on Mondays. Uh, so that Monday's episode will play that following, like the, the, the Sunday of the same week, right? Um, and then iTunes won't update until like Wednesday with with that oh, episode. Wow. So um, even if I wanted to, to watch it that mm-hmm. way, right? Like, and, and I mean, I have cable, so so I can watch it on TV. But that puts me a week behind mm-hmm. right it, it puts me even even to um what we're talking about we feel like we're a week behind as we talked about last week because the episode has been available online since last yeah. monday right so even though even though it's tuesday as of recording this episode just aired on disney xd last right. night it the episode is already a week old <laughs> yeah right 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 and it's this weird we're in this weird space of like the episode comes out online one week and then it airs the next week in the U S and then it airs in Canada almost the following mm-hmm. week. And then it's on iTunes a few days later. And it's just like, why can't you just <laughs> release it everywhere at, at the, the same, same time? time? Or yeah. in the least, I mean, I, it, if anybody from Disney is listening to this, if anybody hears it, anybody at Lucasfilm, I'm annoyed because Nick.com, Nickelodeon, allows me to watch Korra the day it's available on their website, regardless of what region right. I'm in. If that's the model that you're following, if you're going like, people are going to watch this online, so we will show them commercials online. I don't care about commercials. Like, that really is irrelevant to me. If you want to sell me action figures, if you want to sell me whatever, if it's Google ads, I don't care what it is. I'll watch your commercials as long as I can watch these episodes when they air. Take the region blocking off. Put them up on StarWars.com like you did with the Clone Wars and take down the region blocking and let us just watch the episodes at the same time everywhere. Because Star Wars fans are not just in America or just in North America, or just in the English-speaking world, Star Wars fans are everywhere, and they all want to watch this, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, it is, it's infuriating for some fans, and we hear it, right? Like, we hear it in the group and on the Facebook page and in emails from our fans all over the world, Australia, Sweden, uh, I, uh, in, in parts of Africa, in, in parts of China and, and, and Asia and all over the place 
like there are fans everywhere in every part of the world that listen to Rebels podcasts and listen to Frontlines and watch these shows, but they're forced to find other ways to get them. And what ends up happening is is you know like they 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 pirate them, whatever, and uh, however they can get their hands right. on them. And and I I just think that that's unfair to force your your fans to have to go out of their way to do these mm-hmm. things if they want to stay up to date because I don't want spoilers right like I, I don't want the episode to get ruined for me what if it turns out that that and this this is total speculation so don't get mad at me if if I end up being right <laughs> here but what if Zare ends up going with with the Inquisitor in this effort to find his sister and then ends up like the Inquisitor ends up breaking him and turning him into a bad mm-hmm. guy and Ezra and Zare end up fighting at some point mm-hmm. like what if, what if that happens right. right when that's revealed like that's a Darth Vader Luke I am your father type of reveal right. of like like Ezra kind of got him into the, this trouble and now like that's the sort of thing that, that I wouldn't want to find out via somebody's tweet or Facebook post about like holy smokes did you see the episode online and it's like well no I didn't see the episode online because I have to wait two weeks in order to watch it if I'm gonna wait and watch it when it airs on my TV station right and I that's just I think that's unreasonable I think that that's unfair that's not how that's not how the internet works these days that's not how communication and social media work why why are we being forced to to play along with these yeah, rules, right? right. Um, I don't know. So I don't know. I I might be alone in that, but I get the feeling that I'm not, uh, especially by by some of the content, uh, co- uh, some of the comments that we get uh, from from uh, fellow uh, rebels yeah. fans, um, and 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 hopefully they figure that out. Hopefully that, but this whole online viewing trend is new. It is. It's a brand new thing. It's not uh, sort of untested ground. Um, Who knows how it's going for Nick and who knows how it's going for Disney XD. It might turn out that that the first half of the season gets gets distributed this way. And then when they find out that that it's not doing anything for them or that it's eating into their airing on Disney XD uh, more than they had hoped, then they might they might cut that. They might stop doing that. But who knows? We'll see. So yeah. Anyway, thanks for uh, those comments, guys. Keep them coming on the Rebels po- uh, Facebook page, and uh, we'd love to hear anything you have to say. And I gotta say, my Kane Krillick, I mean that name. God, that's like a Star Wars name right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like he's some kind of a, a Jedi or something. Cool name. Anyway, next week on Star Wars, uh, Mike, we have looks like a an episode. That is going to feature Hera and Sabine. So all the female fans that have talked about these characters, you're finally going to get, uh, hopefully, something uh, about these these two characters. It's called Out of Darkness, and Hera and Sabine find themselves stra- uh, stranded while on a supply run, but they soon discover they aren't alone. Thought I recognized these markings. Allow me to introduce you to one of my oldest and most explosive friends, Rhydonium. It's good to have friends. So what's your plan? Since we don't know how many of those creatures are in there, 
We can set up groups of canisters and create explosions that take them out a wave at a time. How will you get the creatures close enough to the Rhydonium to be effective? Well, we're gonna need bait. Where do we get that? We don't get it. We are it. And there we go. That's coming up next week, Mike. And, of course, Sabine and her uh, explosions. I'm sure we're going to see quite a few of those next week. So. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like <laughs> Yeah, that's going to do it for this week, though, Mike. We're done. Yeah, that is it for us this week. Thank you guys for listening. As always, to stay up to date with all the latest Star Wars Rebels news uh, and, uh, you know, I, I, to get the actual facts and not our random speculation or misremembered information, hmm. uh, <laughs> head over to rebelspodcast.com where Tim has all of the factually accurate uh, information and news. Um, and, uh, of course, you can also follow us on Facebook at... Uh, facebook.com slash rebels podcast and on twitter at, at rebels podcast and uh and those are those are some great ways to stay in contact with us you can uh, you can also join our we've got kind of a, a facebook group for for not only this podcast but also Frontlines, the clone wars mm-hmm. podcast and uh and uh, star wars the saga continues which is the podcast that tim and kyle mm-hmm. host over at star wars tsc.com uh, and uh, but that's it. We're we're all done for yeah. this week. Uh, but we will we will talk to you guys next week when we're talking about the episode out of yes. darkness. Thanks for listening. See you guys next week. <laughs>